0: Welcome to Betty Bites, a decidedly delicious, short and sweet mind snack for your brain to chew on. I've gone back into the Betty Library and pulled out my favorite Betty sound bites, a recipe, you might say. It's bits of wisdom, sprinkles of knowledge, and a dash of dry humor for you to do and be better. I am a lysonate probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines, chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness, helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate's important for muscle building, recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. And it's that interesting line between doing what's medically right. Like you talk about this in the book, like the medical decision that's medically right versus what's morally right. And this is where, you know, we have the science of medicine, you know, mm-hmm. but there's also the art and philosophy around it as well. And I love, you know, there's so many, there's so many examples in the book. You talk about, uh, I think it was, Jane was her name with the prosthetic joint uh, with the orthopedic surgeon yeah. refusing, like it could, it could not have been his, you know, uh, maybe you can describe that, that story as well. Yeah. I mean, this was,
1: this was one of the times, you know, you you're used to as somebody in the medical field that we all work together for the betterment of our patients. Um, but what happens unfortunately with old fashioned surgeons is that sometimes the ego and the arrogance takes precedence over the patient's Mm -hmm. benefits and, and, and the importance of the patient Mm -hmm. and, and people, unfortunately, doctors don't necessarily always put the patient first. So this is a story I appreciate you asking about it where a, um, a woman who had her knee replaced by an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, and then she started draining pus out of her wound. And they kept um, dressing it and waiting for it, putting her antibiotics and this and that. And then they called me in and said, hey, you're the plastic surgeon on call. Can you help to fix this? So I look at it. She's draining pus from her prosthetic. And I said, hey, just move a muscle over this and it'll it'll bring new blood supply to heal this wound. Mm -hmm. So I said, look, I don't think that this is the issue. My concern is that the joint might be infected. But the orthopedic surgeon was one of those old fashioned doctors where he never makes a mistake. It's never his problem. It's, you know, it's the patient's fault or it's somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. So I end up bringing this patient to surgery and the surgery goes just fine. And uh, initially her healing was really good. And then what ended up happening is she started draining pus again from it. and. So I called him up and I said, hey, um, the muscle looks fine. My surgery looks fine, but she's still draining her. She's still infected. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think that the knee is infected and you've got to look at taking this joint out. Mm-hmm. And he exploded. I was on the phone with him. And I know because the nurses who were around me at the time, I was, in, I was just outside the operating room. They're shocked because I'm not the type of doctor who gets really angry. I don't yell like, and he started blaming it on me. And he said, I'm going to tell her, this is all your fault. You're the one that caused this. Even though she had this infection way before I even met her. Right. And I'm going to get another plastic surgeon to look at her. Well, he didn't know, but I actually had another plastic surgeon look at her already. And (laughs) he had told me the same thing. Like, yeah, the knee joint's infected. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, he threw me under the bus and he told the patient, this is Dr. Yoon's fault. You know, it was because his surgery had failed. He put it all over her chart. And so it's medical. Now it was in her medical records. Yeah, there's a this record is, of it. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. my fault. Mm-hmm. And he brought another surgeon in to see her. So at that point, you know, I said, look, you know, she's his patient. You know, I'm a consultant. So it's not like I can take over her care. You know, it doesn't really work that way in the hospital. And I said, look, I'm really sorry, you know, but I can't take care of you anymore because he's kicking me off of this. And um, I really, I told her, I really think that this is due to your joint. And, uh, and she said, I understand, and, and this and that. Well, then another surgeon, the plastic surgeon, comes in, literally sticks his head inside the door and says, hey, let's just watch this for a while. And she says, okay. And then he walks out. He never even looked at her knee.
0: I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, it's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is Sunlighten-S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N dot com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout.
1: So she comes back to see me literally, I think like two months later. Mm-hmm. I get this huge gift uh, to my office and she comes in and sees me and she said, you know what? Uh, a, you know, this doctor basically did this She said, hey, let's just watch it. And she said, my knee drained for a couple of months. And then finally the orthopedic surgeon came in, brought me back to surgery, put a new knee joint in, and now I'm doing fine. And so it took this poor woman you know, multiple operations. She had this surgery done by me that probably when I, in retrospect, should never have really needed to be done mm-hmm. because of this jerk's arrogance, because right. he couldn't admit that maybe he had a complication. And so um, just, you know, th- th- it's, it's kind of that, once again, that old school doctor mentality of I'm the surgeon, I'm in charge, you do what as I say, and I make no wrongs. It's this playing God mentality. And that's why that the, the the uh, title of the book is "Playing God" because so many doctors think they're playing God. And in the end, what I've come to realize is that it's not that as a doctor you're playing God; it's it's that you need God to help you to help your patients. You know, we can't do this alone. And I ended, as you know, I ended the book with the story of of a time when I thought that all the odds were against me, and I had this patient who was just a hopeless patient. I didn't think there was any chance that on paper that I could help her. And I really think that it was her faith and mine as well, with a little divine help from above that helped get her through what was really a um, devastating, devastating injury for her.
0: This is what I think separates you from many other surgeons, because I think that you have, you know, you've clearly, we've talked about why, what a board certified plastic surgeon means. So you clearly have the ability, but I think you also are an advocate. So you have the skill set, but you're also really concerned about being an advocate for your patient. And to your point, I think that there can be a lot of hubris. And I think that there can be a lot of arrogance in, not just in plastic surgery not, I think this runs across uh, many healthcare professionals. I've, I've run into this myself personally, uh, professionally as well. Oh yeah. Um, and well, I mean, I, yeah.
1: The medical field, the traditional allopathic medical field is not kind towards other types of healthcare providers. You know, we think that we are the masters of all the knowledge, you know, I mean, if I, in my doctor's lounge, I bet you if I were to say, Hey, you know, and every morning I go to the doctor's almost three mornings a week when I operate and Mm. it's, I sit there and I listen to the conversations among the doctors there. And it just, I mean, it astounds me. And if I were to say, Hey, what do you guys think about chiropractic? Or I have a friend of mine who's a doctor of chiropractic and uh, she's got some really cool ideas of nutrition. They mm-hmm. would scoff and yes. say, oh, what do they know as they're eating their muffins and drinking their milk and having mm-hmm. their sugar cereal? <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it baffles me. You know? And one thing I think that I have learned over the last many years, as I've gotten to know doctors like yourself and a lot of our holistic health colleagues, I've learned how much I don't know. And that's a lot.
0: Right. It's funny there's a there's a funny saying where it's like we're, you know the more evidence you know based research we have it's the more evidence that we know nothing. <laughs> right? Like the more evidence based research and I use that in air quotes, you know the more evidence uh, comes about that we don't really know a lot and there's to to be closed off from learning I think is a tragedy especially when you're a healthcare provider no matter what letters come behind your name. All right, Bettys, if you found that that little snippet wet your appetite and you are looking for more, you can go to our show notes for this episode. And in the show notes, we will have a link for you to click on and it will bring you to the full, robust, juicy conversation.